On today's episode of the Bourbon Bites podcast, I'm reviewing Larceny Barrel Proof C921, recapping the winners and new announcements from the Game Awards, and entering the Matrix with Unreal Engine 5. and welcome to the Bourbon Bites podcast. I'm your host, Clifton, and today we got a show for you like we do every week. I don't know where I was going with that, but (laughs) we're on episode 10, um, which is a big achievement. I'm so glad that I've stuck with this, and I'm glad you guys have followed along so far. Or if you're just now tuning in, welcome. So lots has been happening since the last update. Uh, Last week we talked about the best gift-giving bourbons, Um, but this one's going to be a little bit more news and review focused with maybe a few tangents along the way, but we'll see. Um, But I did want to go ahead and get something in my glass because Heaven Hill sent me a sample that I honestly didn't expect to receive. This is batch C921 of Larceny Barrel Proof. So I've had batches A and B. I honestly just assumed that C wasn't going to come because it's so late in the year, Um, but it finally showed up. I usually do a blind flight every year of um, A batch, B batch, and C batch for both ECBP, which is Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and Larceny Barrel Proof. However, this one came so late in the year, I don't have enough time to do the blind flight. Um, I'll probably do it early next year, of course. I still can do that. But um, yeah, I just thought I would go ahead and give it a review since it just showed up. So this one comes in as the highest proof release of the year. This is 122.6 proof. Just a reminder, B521 was 121 proof, and A batch was 114.8 proof. So I like that they kept it high proof. Um, I, I kind of expected them to mirror Elijah Craig Barrel proof and go with lower proofs this year, but no, they're keeping it pretty high. So let's go and get this in the glass. So while that opens up a bit, let's get into some bourbon news. This one comes to us from our friend Tyler over on our Whiskey and Gaming Lounge Discord server, um, which by the way, if you guys are not yet a part of, you can join at bourbonbites.com. Just scroll down to the bottom till you see the link to the Discord server. Um, That's where we do lots of hangouts and gaming sessions and just share recent bottle pickups and things like that. So we also share whiskey news there. So Tyler shared a release that is local to him, but also somewhat local to me. It is from St. George Spirits out of Alameda, California, um, which is up close to San Francisco. Uh, they're the ones that make the baller whiskey that I've reviewed on my YouTube channel. That one's a that one's a weird one. So that's the only thing I've actually had from St. George. However, they do put out a bunch of single malts, including a new one called Ruthless Whiskey. Um, so the actual um, unveiling and release of this is actually this Saturday. So if you're in the area, they're releasing that at 11 a.m. Um, but some info about this new release um, is shared from Facebook. This is actually a collaboration with the Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. So they use them as a partner for a lot of their different releases. Um, but this one in particular is distilled from Ruthless Rye IPA, which is a Sierra Nevada beer. Now, I haven't had that one, but I, I'm always loving a uh, rye beer. I usually go for them because they typically all the breweries around here that do a rye they always finish it in a rye barrel um so i know about this one it is an ipa so eh, I'm, I'm not the biggest ipa fan but i would try it I'm, I'm not opposed to trying new things i just don't like super hoppy beers but this is distilled using the mash from that uh ruthless rye ipa they actually put it into oak back in 2013 but also they are including uh, some of the very first barrel of single malt whiskey that they put out um, with Sierra Nevada back from 1997. So I don't really know how much is actually included in that, Um, but it does sound like there's gonna be some of that in there. 
I think I said that this was a single malt whiskey, but I think since they're doing that, they can't really call it a single malt. Um, so it is just called Ruthless Whiskey. They're only going to have a thousand bottles at the door. Um, they're going to be $75 each, and they're allowing two bottles per person. So those will probably go fairly, fairly quickly. St. George is very popular. The only whiskey I've had from them is their um, Baller, um, but they also make some fantastic gin. Um, they have a rye-based one that's just absolutely delicious. Definitely try it if you can. They're also going to have their master distiller, Lance Winters, and their head distiller slash blender, Dave Smith, on site during the release, um, as well as Sierra Nevada founder, Ken Grossman, will also be there. Uh, so they're going to be there signing bottles and give you a chance to talk to them. So definitely head up there, even if you know, you're listening to this after the release. I would love to visit someday, um, especially when I'm up in that area. Um, a little far for me to travel tomorrow now, but... Um, uh, uh, yeah, let me know if you guys get a bottle of that. Let me know how it is. I know Tyler's a big fan of them. So Tyler, you'll have to report back on how that is. Speaking of new releases, there's a new TTB label for Sagamore Rum Cask Finish Rye. I'm a big, big fan of Sagamore. They did a fantastic Manhattan finish um, that I've reviewed on the channel and just really treasured that bottle. I still have it. Um, so they do an excellent job with finishing their ryes. And I've, I've had a lot of finished ryes lately, and I've, I used to say that I wasn't into rum finished um, whiskeys in general, but some of them have been just absolutely knocking it out of the park, especially when they're coming in at higher proof. Now, this one's 49% ABV, so 98 proof, um, but they did finish their five to six year old straight rye whiskey, um, which I imagine is still, yes, it's still distilled in Indiana. Um, so they took a five to six year old MGP rye and then they finished it in South American and Jamaican rum casks for 10 months and then blended them back together. So apparently, according to the label, it says it's going to contribute lots of notes of tropical fruits as well as a crisp dryness from the South American barrel. So I have not had South American. American rum. I'm a little hesitant because Jamaican rum is so intensely flavored, um, but I think as a finish, maybe it'll be a little bit more subtle. With rum, I typically gravitate towards, you know, like Barbados rum, Foursquare, things like that, because they're more, you know, approachable for a whiskey drinker. But hey, I'm not opposed to trying something new, and especially if it's bringing on that tropical aspect to it. Tropical and rye is a combination I never thought about together, but you know what? I'm absolutely here for it. So I'll keep you guys updated. I might reach out to them because I really want to do a Sagamore Spirit stream. I have, like I said, the Manhattan finish. I have a single barrel pick from my local whiskey society. Um, and they have a new eight-year-old uh, ride that I saw that came out. So lots of new stuff coming from Sagamore. Um, I just need to find a connection there. So stay tuned. That'll definitely be a YouTube stream if, if I do get in touch with them. Um, which, by the way, if you're listening to this and you've not yet subscribed on YouTube, that's where I'm at most the time youtube.com slash bourbon bites um, i do live streams every thursday night with distillery interviews um, blind flights all sorts of fun stuff i also go live on twitch on saturdays um, as well as a pre-gaming stream some thursday nights twitch.tv slash bourbon bites follow me all over the web <laughs> so now that we got the whiskey news out of the way let's go ahead and go back to this larceny barrel proof so like I said, 122.6 proof, the highest this year. Um, they do tell you the mash bill, which is 68% corn, 20% wheat, and 12% malted barley. Have they normally revealed that mash bill? I don't know. I feel like I've just never thought about Heaven Hill's uh, weeded mash bill, but huh, there it is. Now, age-wise, they say it's six to eight years old, um, which is a pretty good age. Definitely not as old as Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, um, but it is a weeded bourbon. So definitely curious to see how this holds up. So let's go ahead and give it a nose. Oh, Okay. That's definitely unexpected. It, it has a lot of rich earthiness that I, I don't think I've gotten on other Larceny Barrel Proofs. I mean, it has been a while, like I said. <laughs> the B-Batch came out in May, and I have not even... I, it's weird they're calling the C921, even though this probably came out 
in December, or I guess maybe November, the first number in the name usually stands for the month. So A121 typically comes out in January, B521 usually comes out in May, and C921 usually comes out in uh, September. So it's really a late release, but hey, they're keeping with the naming profile probably because it was unintentionally late. Um, but yeah, I'm very surprised by how, I guess earthy is such a broad term, but to me it's almost like freshly dug dirt. And I know that doesn't sound super appetizing, um, but when you go into a barrel rickhouse, you kind of get that note a lot of the time anyways. Um, it's just that, that oak and that, you know, natural elements of the weather pulling it in and out of the oak. So this definitely has some age to the nose, but I'm excited to see how it tastes. So let's go ahead and give it a try. Cheers. Oh Yeah. Still has a little of that earthiness. That's interesting. It kind of reminds me of some new riff single barrels. Sometimes I've gotten the note. Sometimes it's overpowering. I've had one that was just way too much. But this isn't overpowering at all. It actually, man, this may be the best Larceny Barrel Proof I've tried. It, it's been a minute since I've had the other ones. I do remember noticing that a lot of the 2020 releases um, were they drank a little hot. But this, though, it doesn't drink hot, even though it is 122.6 proof. And it does have a lot of really nice, sweet... Um, characteristics to balance out that earthiness. It's incredibly rich and full flavored, which is, you know, normally how I describe Elijah Craig barrel proof. This is the first Larceny barrel proof that's gotten me, you know, searching for different tasting notes because there's a lot going on. The more it sits on my palate, the earthiness is kind of expressing more as the oak. So like I, like I assumed, it kind of reminds me of like a rickhouse, that really rich, dark oakiness that almost goes a little earthy, you know, as it ages, but wow, holy crap. I need to go in for another sip of this one. It's got some nice like espresso notes. It kind of reminds me of like a almost like a coffee like fudge kind of note. It's so rich and dark, but still extremely sweet. And you know that usually is what you expect from a weeded bourbon. Um, but I've never experienced it with so much oak and earthiness power behind it as well. And it's definitely nutty too. It kind of reminds me of like a almond butter that's been spread on some baked fresh bread. The finish isn't super long, but it doesn't go too you know dry or anything on the finish. It it finishes really nicely, and it just makes me want to just keep drinking it. So. So that's definitely, you know, I can't wait to do a flight because I do have my A121, B521, and C921. So definitely check out YouTube for a flight probably coming early next year because um, I'm super excited to see how this compares to the other ones because right now, first impression, not having any of the other ones recently, this is bomb. Like this is a winner in my book. So definitely keep an eye out for this one, especially if you have not bought a bottle in a while. Now I know these have gotten harder to find. I think, you know, honestly, they're harder to find than Elijah Craig Barrel Proof at some points. Um, so, you know, don't overpay for it. I think MSRP on it's around 75-ish. They, they didn't tell me on this release. Actually, it looks like some places have it for closer to 50. What? That can't be right. What? This is. Let me check this website real quick. This is a little bit suspicious. <laughs> ah, that's a store in uh, Florida. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, but there's a few different listings for around 50 to $55. But I mean, when I see it out here in Southern California, it's at least 80. Like I see it right now. Um, previously in stock, it's been some places even have it for a hundred. So definitely don't pay a hundred for it. But I mean, dang, if you can find it in Florida, definitely pick it up at that price. I mean, I think that's what it was when it first came out, but I assumed it went up with the price hike of Elijah Craig barrel proof. So you have to let me know. Um, if you want to get in touch with me, by the way, you can reach out to me at contact at bourbonbites.com. Um, I'm also of course on the discord. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So let me know what larceny barrel proof is in your area, but either way, this is honestly one of the best ones I've had. So I think this, you know, I wasn't planning to change up my list of top bourbons or whiskeys of 2021. Um, but I think this might've just earned its spot. I don't know. Stick around. I'm going to reveal that on a live stream the Thursday before New Year's Eve over on YouTube. Um, I, I almost had finalized my list, but now I got to take another look at it because this is really good. 
Well done, Heaven Hill. I, I, it's got me excited for Larceny Barrel Proof again. So on to some gaming news. Uh, last week, the Game Awards were broadcast all over Twitch. Um, I'm not sure if it's an official Twitch thing, but they, they made a big deal of it. They wanted us to promote it. Um, I unfortunately wasn't around when it was going on or I was working. Um, but they announced some new games. Um, they gave us some insights into some games that we already knew were coming, um, but some new exclusive footage. 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 That's funny. <laughs> Some new exclusive footage, rather. Um, and they also, of course, it's an award show, so they announced some awards. So I'm just going to recap it a little bit. Like I said, I didn't watch the full thing. I kind of scoured the internet for clips of it. Um, but the game that took home the most awards was really surprising to me because I have heard of it, but I haven't looked into it. It's called It Takes Two. Um, it's like a co-op adventure kind of game. It looks like tons of fun. Um, my husband and I love playing games like that on the Switch. It does look like that is available on PlayStation and Xbox and Windows at the time, so not currently a Switch game, which is maybe why we haven't played it together. But that game took home best multiplayer game, best family game, and game of the year. So 100% going to check that out. Um, some other games that took home a lot of awards, Forza Horizon 5 won Best Audio Design, Innovation and Accessibility, which is something I'm a big proponent of, as well as Best Sports slash Racing Game. So Forza is always going to you know do well, but I was honestly most excited to see the new games that were announced. Um, some of these, like I said, we've heard of before, but others we haven't. I am such a horror movie fan, so I was so excited to see the teaser of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Um, not much is known about this. It does look like some kind of uh, multiplayer online thing similar to Among Us so you're going to take turns you know being the killer and being the um, victims I guess. It looks like a ton of fun though. I have a game called Dead by Daylight which is also a very similar platform um, where you're in a room with people and someone is randomly selected as the killer but to have its own individual game I'm really excited. It's been a minute since I've seen any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. I might have to have a marathon to watch those to catch up. <laughs> Some other games that were talked about were Telltale's new game The Expanse. Now this kind of confused me because I, last I heard, I thought Telltale Games kind of like broke up. Um, I loved, I was a huge fan of their Walking Dead series. I loved their Back to the Future series. I mean, Telltale Games was one of my favorite game developers. So I was so sad to see they, you know, apparently broke up, but I guess they're back together now. I don't know. I'm so confused, but it looks like a good game. I never have seen The Expanse. I own that on Blu-ray. I just haven't watched it yet. So um, definitely going to watch that and then play that game. Alan Wake 2 was also teased, um, which, funny enough, I loved Alan Wake 1. That came out on Xbox 360, which is the platform I had at the time, and it's like a survival adventure game, and it's just the atmospheres of that game were so incredible. So the fact that it's getting a modern release is so exciting. I know they did a remastered release of it that came out in October of this year. Um, my husband just bought it on PS5, so I'm going to have to play that again before looking into the new one, but I, I'm excited to revisit it. It's been so long since I've had the game that um, I feel like it's be jumping into uh, almost a new story. It'll feel like a new story because I, I don't remember exactly what happens. I remember that you're a writer and you go on vacation in a small town um, and basically the plot of the story you're writing comes to life. Um, but I don't remember the plot, so definitely going to play that again. It's, it's very nostalgic to me because I, I grew up playing that game. Um, well, not really grew up. It was 2010, but it was in my late teen years, so I would say it's a formative game. 
Another fun one that was talked about was Among Us VR. So if you're familiar with Among Us, it's available on mobile and PC. I've done a lot of gaming sessions with my patrons and Discord members. Um, it's so much fun. We do it on our monthly hangouts um, for Patreon. Everyone $5 and up get access to that. So if you want to join us in an Among Us session, uh, go to patreon.com slash bourbonbites. Um, but we don't always play Among Us. We, we play Jackbox games and other things like that. But yeah, there's a new VR version of Among Us, which is so exciting. I'm just imagining like doing a task and just feeling like someone's watching you over your shoulder and just like looking back but I don't know how many of my friends have virtual reality consoles so I may have to find out on discord because I I, I have you know an oculus rift one of the og ones um, but if anyone else has one, oh my god, that'd be so much fun. Please let me know. I want to play. <laughs> there was also a Dune game that was announced, um, as well as Star Trek Resurgence. Tons and tons of um, intellectual properties that are becoming games. So I, I, I don't know whether to get too excited about movies slash TV games. Um, but if they do it well, you know, the Star Trek looked pretty good. And there's a new Star Wars, of course, that it, it, I think it was previously announced. But it's called Star Wars Eclipse. And they showed off some footage from that game absolutely beautiful. I've always thought the Star Wars games have just encapsulated these environments so well. And lastly, what I think was probably my favorite part of the Game Awards was the reveal of The Matrix Awakens, which is a tech demo of Unreal Engine 5. It's available on uh, current-gen consoles. Uh, I downloaded it on my PlayStation 5. It is one of the most beautiful examples of how far along our technology has come. So I watched a little bit of it beforehand, but I knew I had to download it. So, and funny enough, I had never seen the original Matrix movie. I know, don't worry, I, I watched it literally two nights ago. Um, this got me so excited, I had to watch the original. So basically this this tech demo, I, I hate to call it a tech demo because it's so fleshed out, but this Matrix Awakens is basically, it recreates some scenes from the original movie. Um, but not just that, the character models are so believable. I honestly thought they were using actual footage of Keanu Reeves, but instead it was all created in CGI. And that was just the beginning. I mean, you got to play some missions, like as you're driving through the city, you're shooting up like police cars attacking you. It's crazy. But like, I was most impressed by the final segment of the tech demo, which drops you in this open world um, that has been beautifully designed. I mean, we're talking next-gen graphics. Like, nothing that I've ever played has looked this good. From the details on the buildings, to inside the windows, to the actual lighting in the streets and the cars, it just, you'll have to see it. There's some videos on YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, but actually being able to play in that world, I know it's not a game, like, there's no, like, objectives. Um, but you can like jump in a car and just drive around the city or you can actually like move as the camera and like fly around and no matter how quickly I was moving the camera and how like you know populated the environment was with cars and people and stuff it never stuttered it just rendered so beautifully so it's got me really excited for Unreal Engine 5 which um, if you're not familiar with it it's basically the engine that games are built around I mean there's a few different ones but Unreal is probably one of the most popular ones it's like where you create all of the worlds of gaming and it's like a 3d creation software but this just makes me incredibly excited for the future of gaming the future of virtual reality i wish this was a vr experience if so i it would have just completely blown my mind so look forward to some amazing 
realistic, beautiful worlds uh, coming to games soon. I'm, I'm so excited to see what games actually utilize these features that were shown off in this tech demo. It's really hard to explain the specific things because I'm not like a game designer, so certain aspects that are improvements in Unreal Engine 5, I don't really understand. I just know what looks good. So when a game looks almost indistinguishable from real life, you got me hooked. I'm so excited to jump into that world and explore. And the world of the Matrix is definitely one I want to explore. Like I said, I watched The Matrix for the first time a couple days ago, and honestly, I loved it. It stands up really well, even today. You know, I mean, we've advanced so far in like what we can create in worlds, um, but still, it got me excited. And I, and I own the rest of the Matrix movies, um, so I'm gonna have to watch those before the new one comes out. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have this week. Thank you all for listening in. Um, look forward to another episode next week. I'm not going to do a live stream next Thursday because I'll be traveling, but I do plan to record a podcast episode and put it out on uh, Christmas Eve. So look forward to that. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you leave a five-star rating wherever you are listening to this and hit that follow button so you get notified whenever I put out new episodes. But until next time, this has been Bourbon Bites, a whiskey podcast with a gaming tool. Twist. Cheers, and I'll talk to you next episode.